Alrighty, I am back. Welcome to the Denver Stain podcast. And today I am speaking about recovery strategies. And this is a great topic because A, I have been sick for a few weeks now. And B, I just competed in a powerlifting competition yesterday, uh, day before yesterday, and I am definitely feeling it. And recovery is at the top of mind for me, for sure. And in addition to that, during this strength focused phase where I've really been focused on powerlifting, Recovery really has become a super important component of the bigger picture because basically when you're looking to adapt and recover as soon as possible and gain maximal strength, recovery is everything. And if you don't recover from your training, essentially you're not going to see the strength progression that you need or worse, you will get injured. And that's definitely something we do not ever want to have to deal with. And trust me, I know because I personally have been through it with injuries. Uh, you know, th- over the years, I have been training for almost 15 years now. So it's been a while. Um, I like to say I like to pride myself on the fact that I haven't been injured often. I'm smart enough not to let this happen consistently or continually over the years. However, I have experienced some injuries in the past due to poor technique with training. Uh, And also more recently have experienced injuries due to a high frequency of training certain muscles and not allowing them to recover soon enough. So recovery strategies are definitely something that we should talk about and, you know, have it kind of mapped out and really respect to a higher level, I would say, because some of these things are just simple improvements that we can make to our lifestyle, which can make a huge difference to the outcome and to our progress, really. And rather than spending your money on supplements and, you know, different strategies that actually do not help you or don't really play a huge role, It's better to just focus on, you know, the big rocks rather than the pebbles is what I like to say. And I've said before in another podcast and really just focus on the things that make the biggest difference. You know, the foundation of the pyramid, if you want to you know think of it like that. So we're going to get right into it. I'm going to just, you know, run through the order of importance when it comes to recovery strategies and pretty much just how, how to go about it. And at the end, you'll have some really good tips and actionable steps towards improving your recovery. Uh, you know, prioritizing your recovery and at the end of the day, getting stronger sooner, making progress sooner, whether whether it's fat loss or muscle gain, you know, all in, all in one in the same. We just want to make progress, train hard, recover from that and continue on. And hopefully my voice is all good because I'm still sick, unfortunately. And, you know, touching on that, actually, the reason why I am still sick is I went overseas for three weeks and, you know, I went through five different time zones and that definitely wrecked me in terms of jet lag and whatever else. Um, and also I changed seasons. So I went from winter here in Australia to summer in Europe and America, and then, you know, back to winter. And when I came straight back to Australia, I went straight back to work. The weather was completely different. The time zone was completely different to what I was used to. I was still doing a lot of powerlifting training because I was preparing for a competition. And I also put myself in an environment at work where Um, people around me were sick. Now, given the fact that my fatigue was very high from weight training, my fatigue was very high from jet lag, I went through a different season, I went through five time zones, and in an environment with sick people, obviously my immune system would be down, I would say, and, you know, as it resulted in me being sick. And the reason why I feel it stayed with me for so long now is because I've continued the hard powerlifting training and I haven't really had a break from that. So my body's still trying to recover from training, um, trying to recover from being sick as well, and also trying to shift and adjust to the Australian time zone uh, because I was overseas for three weeks. So 
I guess, you know, it's, it's good to talk about that because being sick sucks and really trying to figure out how to fix it is always going to be the number one priority and recovery strategies is key. So the foundation of improving your recovery around weight training and your health and fitness in general is always going to be sleep. We can't get around it. It will always be the foundation. There is no product you can buy or, you know, food you can eat or training program you can do that can work around sleep. And I also like to say that sleep can't, well, actually, you can't eat more food to make up a sleep deficit. If you're not sleeping enough, you can't just simply go and eat more food and say to yourself, well, I'm going to recover now because I'm eating more calories so my body will be okay. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. And trust me, I've tried it before, but we really have to get in the sleep. That is super important. And you know, we are all very busy and we make time for our training. But what if your training isn't going to get you the results you want because you're choosing to train longer rather than having more sleep? If you pulled back your training um, duration and improved your sleep duration, you would probably get a better result uh, in all different ways of health and, you know, building muscle or fat loss or whatever it might be. And look at other areas where you can, you know, shave off some time wasted around watching TV or doing other hobbies or whatever it might be to really prioritize sleep. And that's something that I've really worked on as a power lifter, really trying to focus on that to improve my recovery. And it will always be the foundation for everybody. Now, within sleep, we have to look at sleep quality as well as sleep quantity. So it's not just about trying to sleep for eight hours. It's also about trying to sleep for those seven to eight hours or seven to nine hours at a high quality. So looking to make your room as dark as possible is one thing. Um, Try not to have any uh, breaks in your sleep. So try to go to the bathroom before you go to sleep. Try to reduce your fluid intake before you go to sleep as well so you don't wake up to go to the bathroom. Um, Doing those simple things, also like having breathing exercises or meditation before you go to sleep can really help you to calm down and focus focus on nothing really and just chill and have the highest possible sleep quality. In addition to that, you could do other things Uh, which I get into more detail with my clients. We have like a sleep um, questionnaire that they go through and we improve their sleep quality and quantity by, you know, answering some questions and finding solutions to the problem. And it's very simple to do, but you can also use uh, a supplement like melatonin to help you to get to sleep as well. So sleep is number one, and it's important to create good quality habits around sleep, going to sleep at the same time every night, trying to wake up the same time in the morning, that can really get your body in a good zone and a good cycle and improve things in regards to recovery as a foundation. Now, the second thing that we have to look at is relaxation. So relaxation actually comes up as a second most important thing around recovery. And you could say relaxation could come into just like relaxing, chilling, doing nothing, listening to music, watching TV or whatever it might be. It could actually also be in a way like active recovery or going outdoors or just trying to enjoy nature as well, going for a walk at the beach, spending time with your friends, your family, whatever, I would put that all into relaxation as well. Now, in addition to that, I would also personally say that massage is a really good way to be relaxed as well. So I would include massage as one of the things that I would do week to week to really improve my recovery and put it into relaxation. Now, the reason why I bring that up is because it's actually quite common knowledge that massages don't have a high rate of improvement around recovery when it's been studied. So 
I guess the type of massage might come into play as well. If you're looking to get deep tissue massage or you're looking at other methods like acupuncture or whatever it might be, you know, sleep and relaxation are above those. But if getting a massage helps you to be relaxed, then I would put massage into that as well. Whereas a lot of people would say massage is not that important. It's probably, you know, the last 5% of the equation along with the other things which aren't so important. But in my opinion and from my, what I've experienced, massage fits into relaxation. So it would be quite important uh, secondary to sleep. The next thing we have to think about to improve our recovery is stress management. So trying to control your emotions is one aspect of it. Um, stress management comes into so many different things and it really helps with, you, with your training recovery and your focus around training to keep your stress levels as low as you can. Again, with my clients, what we do is we have a stress, a stress management protocol where I kind of give them supplements to take based on certain scenarios that they might have. So whether it is, you know, a high cortisol issue or a low cortisol issue or an anxiety issue uh, or anything like that, then we've got certain protocols that we'll use to try to, you know, reduce stress and manage it overall. We also have a foundation protocol that we all do where we all have fish oil, we all have multivitamins, uh, we do breathing exercises, we have a few other supplements as well, magnesium is one of them, and that can really help to uh, improve your stress management. In addition to that, the next thing we want to think about is planned rest. So having days where you simply do not weight train and, you know, even more so, you don't really do too much of anything. So having days where you just chill, relax, you know, again, that comes into relaxation, but definitely having some planned rest days in your training week um, or just in your week in general plays a huge role when it comes to recovering and improving and, you know, also being excited about training. If you train seven days a week, Chances are you don't really look forward to training. It's just something you do every day. If you only trained three or four days per week, it's something that you look forward to. I know for a fact for me, like if I have a deload week, which we're going to touch on in a second as well, a deload week basically just means training with lower intensity, probably training fewer sets, fewer reps as well, um, and just allowing your body to recover. If I'm doing one of those weeks, I cannot wait to get back in the gym and move some heavy ass weight. Um, you know, and train with full intensity again. So just having a bit of time off can really improve your motivation and increase your excitement to train. So having planned rest days can also do the same in my opinion. So, you know, I cannot wait to get to the gym tomorrow because I literally just did a week of deloads before my competition on, on the weekend. So planned rest days can help you in so many ways, definitely going to help you to re recover, but can also help you from a psychological standpoint to be excited about training. The next thing we need to focus on is nutrition. So nutrition plays a big role in recovery, obviously. It gives us energy and provides a body with the nutrients it needs to build muscle and do the many tasks, tasks that your body does with food. Um, like I said, we cannot replace sleep with calories, unfortunately. I wish we could sometimes, but nutrition is below planned rest days, stress management, relaxation, and sleep. And there is a large focus around carbohydrates when it comes to recovery. So we want to make sure we have a decent amount of carbohydrates in our diet day to day to really help to aid recovery. Um, yeah, so nutrition is very simple. Obviously, if you're hitting your macros, if you have macronutrient targets, have a high amount of vitamins and minerals in your diet, have a fiber target, get uh, consistent hydration, then you're in a good place. The next thing that we talk about or that matters in order of priority around recovery strategies 
would be deloads, which I just touched on. So having um, a deload week where you pretty much, or it could even be half a week, where you simply reduce the intensity of your training every four to six weeks, or maybe every eight weeks, depending on your current uh, structure of training, it can definitely help to take off some some of the fatigue that you've built up over time and you know improve your recovery. So basically when we train, we're increasing our fitness, but we're also increasing our level of fatigue. So as we start to move more and more weight and we get stronger, we're also increasing that fatigue as well. And a deload will really help to just shave off that fatigue while we still maintain that high level of fitness. So if you're getting stronger over the weeks and you've been training hard for let's say seven weeks now and progress is starting to slow down, you're really feeling beat up, your joints are hurting a bit, uh, you're constantly tired and you might not see the progression that you want to see or at the same rate, having a week off or a deload week where we just reduce your intensity, the loads that you're using, or we, or we drop the sets in half can really help to reduce that fatigue whilst at the same time maintaining that fitness. So when we come back to the gym and we come back with that full force of energy, you will still have that same strength capabilities and build up on that as well over time. And that's a really good strategy to one, recover obviously, and two, not get injured. And also three, not get stuck in a plateau. So if you see someone in the gym lifting the same weights every week, week to week, they obviously don't understand the principle of progressive overload, but they also probably aren't using deloads at the same time to help them to, you know, ensure that they get rid of that fatigue and maintain that fitness over time and keep building on it. The next thing we can think we can think about when it comes to recovery strategies would be periodizing your volume. And I think that comes into deloads. I think I just touched on it with progressive overload. But basically, if you go through phases where your training volume is reduced, that in itself can help to reduce or help to improve your recovery. So we don't want to be in the gym all the time, as I already mentioned, actually training seven days a week or six days a week and not really having periods of time where we just do less and allow our body to really recover. And to touch on this further, I've uh, learned about this many years ago where someone was talking about the fact that they run through phases of high training volume and they only really see the progress when they run low volume training. So rather than doing sets of, let's just say sets of, um, you know, eight to 12 reps, when they do four to six reps or something less, or rather than doing five sets of training, working sets, they might do two or three working sets. When they do that lower volume work, they actually see the progress and they feel like low volume training is ideal for them. And, you know, the counter to that is actually the fact that you're building up a lot of fatigue from the high volume training and then having a period of time where you're doing low volume training can actually help to recover you uh, by reducing that fatigue and maintaining that fitness. So oftentimes we say that, you know, we work hard over time and those results are actually, you know, accumulated or realized later on. So the work that you're doing, you know, this week, next week, and the week after, you might only see the visual progress of that when you fully recover from that. And that might be during a deload week or during a period of reduced volume training or whatever it might be. So that's something to consider as well, having periods of time where you go lower in your volume, um, especially when your training feels like you're, it sucks, like you're not enjoying it, you're hurting all the time, you're not excited about it anymore, do a low volume phase and then come back into it or just a deload if you like and see how you go. Deloads come before dropping your volume, so just do the deload first. If that doesn't really help, you might wanna look at reducing your volume for a period of time maybe a four week block and then get back into it. The next level of recovery strategies is active rest. So active rest could be going outdoors and doing something completely non-weight training related 
or it could be going into the gym, doing some light sessions, and just doing something that you're not accustomed to. Uh, this again can increase the desire to train uh, with good intent because you're like, you know what, I'm just kind of fluffing around, I'm not really training with purpose right now, what am I doing, these exercises are different, I'm not used to them, this is not really what I want to do, let's get focused, let's get back on track. So that's actually good from a psychological standpoint, to include active rests when you feel like your training isn't going very well or you don't really have a good desire to train. Um, and, you know, active rests, again, isn't the priority or the main foundation when it comes to recovery, but it is something we can bring in. And I'm actually running an active rest week right now. So I just competed on the weekend in powerlifting. My body feels super beat up right now. And I've been trying to get in as much sleep as I can. It's only been two days now, so it hasn't been that much time. But I've only had two opportunities to sleep. And I've done my best to get in my eight hours or so. Uh, in addition to that, I've been relaxing a lot. And I've done some meditation as well last night to try to sleep well. And I've been getting some good hydration. And my food is pretty well on point. In regards to weight training this week, I am doing my planned training program, which is focused around hypertrophy. However, I am doing everything very, very light and really just focusing on a mind-muscle connection, getting a small pump and getting out of there. To me, that is active rest. And in addition to that, you could couple active rest with light sessions, uh, which is something else that comes to mind when it comes to relaxation or recovery methods, I should say. Um, so active rest and light sessions are kind of one in the same and you can put them together and be like, well, you know, it's, it's almost the same thing. You can either come in and do a light session or you can, you know, go outdoors and do something else and call it active recovery or active rest. So I guess I went through a lot in this podcast around different methods of recovery and I hope that you understand what is the foundation, what is the secondary most important thing and kind of like nutrition where we think about calories, macros and micros and meal timing then supplements, you know, this is the same, think about sleep first, then relaxation, then everything else that I mentioned. And overall we want to look at having the right amount of training volume that we can recover from, planning ahead having methods to reduce our stress and improving our lifestyle and overall really trying to prioritize sleep even though it can be quite boring going to bed at 9 p.m isn't the most exciting thing to do for me but when i do i wake up feeling fantastic and you probably will too maybe you go to bed earlier than that i don't know but if you can get eight hours sleep seven to nine hours is what i typically recommend that is a great start and that is the podcast for today we're coming right up to 20 minutes so i think i nailed this one I will speak to you guys soon. Have a great week. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me. And of course, that would be via www.denverstain.com.